Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. What is up? It is XYZ podcast. Uh, I am your host, the real Dre. Joined as always by my co-conspirators in crime, Mr. Jay Neild. Thank you, thank you. And I am the real Trey. That would be Trey Hogarth. I just got milk stuck in my mustache. It was a pretty proud moment. Well, that's a first. Congratulations. Gracias. Well, what's going on, fellas? Ooh, I'm stuffed off of these wings I just ate, my man. Uh Killer hot wings. Killer hot wings. We uh, celebrated the birthday of the USA last, last week, so we took a brief respite. But we are back, ready to put another Gen XYZ fantastic show together for you guys. Everybody enjoy their fourth? You know it. Mm-hmm. Good old year that, uh, that actual fireworks are allowed in Georgia. So, yeah, we definitely part- partook in those. Oh, yeah. yeah it's about time. Purchased or watching them? Uh, a friend purchased, and I watched them. <laughs> For some reason, I think I know who that friend is. Yes. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, if you want to, we can get right to it and pick back up with our uh, little isidewith.com oh. quiz we were doing. Um, kind of letting everybody know a little bit of insight into the generation X, Y, and Z on our uh, on the show and kind of why we think the way we do and kind of a little bit of insight into us. Absolutely. Yep. We uh, pretty much left off. The last question that we had that we answered was we were dealing with economics. 
And I guess we'll just jump into the next one. Good Do what? Nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, kind of. It's kind of odd. I guess everybody will have to listen to the first first show to really get the rest of it. But that, those are all available on our replay on TalkShoe, and you can uh, always see those replays with have the links to them and everything through our Twitter and Facebook pages and Google Plus, and it's all Gen XYZ podcast. Um, well, let's, I guess we'll jump straight back into it. Uh, Sounds good to me. I'll start out, <laughs> I guess. Good pension plan. And we'll try to go through these a little bit faster uh, than last time because we kind of got a little sidetracked because we want to we want to get into some real topics too, or, you know, full topics instead of just kind of these cursory quiz-type questions. Yeah. Uh, should pension plans for federal, state, and local government workers be transitioned into private plans? Oh, wait, did... Oh, I what? missed one. I missed one, I think, maybe. So would you favor an increased sales tax in order to reduce property tax? Uh, I don't know. I don't see that one. Yeah, you don't see it. Uh, weird. I guess I'm cooler. Probably. Yeah. Um, uh, no, it's uh, <clears throat> it's down farther. Yeah. Uh, weird. Well, yeah, that's know, for me. I didn't see. I thought we'd already answered it. Okay. On mine, you know, it's no big deal. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll just say. I don't really see my answer on here, but uh, I'll just say it should be available to people. If you want to go private, you can. If not, stick with what what's going on. Not a real right. thing right now to me. Um, I would be um, I would be a definite yes. Uh, after the massive uh, kind of fiscal issues that the private pen- or the public pensions have, you know, done in cities like Detroit and whatnot, it's uh, it's obvious that you know public pensions are are an issue and it's caused you know a lot of debt for for states, municipalities, and even on the federal level to some to, to some degree. So I would definitely be in favor of transitioning them into private plans. Right. Of course, then you see. Oh well, never mind. That's cool. Uh, what about you, there, Z? Uh, I'm still trying to figure out if I care or not at this point in my life. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. I'm just reading the little. Uh... I'm gonna say uh, yes because the government thinks at running stuff. Yeah, that's generally a popular opinion on with most of the country right now. Um, all right, next question. Would you favor an increased sales tax in order to reduce property taxes? Uh, <laughs> this one kind of comes up quite a bit that I've seen, but uh, uh, I don't know. Mm, take, go ahead and take it, Josh, if you want. Um, for me, I would like to see a decrease of all taxes across the board, so I would imagine that my answer would probably yeah. be no. Right. 
I mean, is that going to is this supposed to be to replace the property taxes? I think I think if I had to answer it in the context of this question and the answers provided, I would probably go um, no. Property taxes are the most reliable and consistent form of state revenue. Right. But um, in my utopian outlook, I would like to see a reduction across the board. So. Right. Because <clears throat> I mean, if you look over in Europe, they have a lot more. But they have a lot more fees, you know, that they impose on the on the individual level, like you know, an increased sales tax. I mean, Danny mm -hmm. went over there. Uh, sorry, Danny is my wife. Just in case mm -hmm. the uh, audience is curious, but my wife went over to Europe. Um, her high school, uh, her senior year in high school after she graduated, and um, and I've heard the story before, but she, you know, confirmed it was they charge you for ice and whatnot over there because you know they. They have, you know, because their property taxes are a little bit lower, their income tax is a little bit lower, but, um, you know, they that they have a lot more fees and whatnot associated. So yeah, right. <clears throat> yeah, you pay you pay basically extra for everything over there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'll I'll just say no because I'm kind of like you. I I know I don't, I don't know. I I'd almost rather see the sales tax which this is a totally separate topic, but I'd almost rather see the sales tax in place of income tax, to be honest. But um, I'll just say no for right now. Okay. Uh, what about uh, you, do? I'm going to say uh, sure, but dramatically decrease the government spending instead of raising taxes. Right. Just, you know, to decrease the spending. Right. Yeah. All right. Next question is: uh, Do you support the Trans-Pacific Partnership? And just to specify, for those that don't know what the Trans-Pacific Partnership oh, is. Oh, that's like people who are both a boy and a girl, right? Right. Right. Ah, exactly. I see what you did there. And from the pan, it's topical. Uh, Pacific Rim area. Oh uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> we are conquering the apocalypse. <laughs> Trans-Pacific Partnership is a trade deal that would make it easier for American companies to sell their goods and services to Pacific Rim countries. The deal will benefit American service companies who will be able to open up operations in Asia, in Asian and South American countries. Opponents argue this bill will incentivize U.S. companies to move service and manufacturing jobs overseas. Opponents argue that it would make American companies more successful at selling their goods and services in Pacific Rim countries, leading to a stronger economy, more jobs, and higher incomes for American workers. Uh, well, what about you? There's a you start off. Uh, the Trans-Pacific Partnership. I'm gonna say uh, no, because this will incentivize companies to move U.S. jobs overseas. Okay. Um, I'm going to say yes, and the reason for that is the more avenues that you have to be able to open up revenue for the country and everything and businesses, I'll go with that because I think it kind of counters the companies will move U.S. jobs overseas because that crap's happening all the time already, so... I don't think it's going to make it any more so. It's not making yeah, a, a. They're not transporting workers over to there or jobs over there. It's going to. They're going to mm -hmm. sell the. 
products or sell services to the to those countries. Right. Absolutely. Um, I would say yes when every country it's the last answer, yes, when every country focuses on what it's best at, the overall economic pie becomes bigger. Mm-hmm. When you start imposing things like tariffs and, you know, higher uh or higher tariffs on, you know, imported goods and exported goods. It's uh, one of those things that's kind of protectionist in nature. It's mm-hmm. one of those things that you think that you're looking out for the national interest, but in reality you may be harming in some, uh, you know, in some aspects. So um, I'll definitely go with yes. Every country needs to focus on what, what it's best. It's called competitive advantage. You know, certain countries, we're better at, we're better at doing more, you know, tech services over here than somewhere in like, you know, Sub-Saharan Africa, you know, we're more we're right. we're a lot better at producing technological goods than they would otherwise be. So it's one of those things that you know, whenever each com- each you know country focuses on what they're good at, then you know everybody wins. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yep. Yep. So and, and something that uh, if if I might elaborate on that a little bit further, something that people really don't consider, and I actually found myself today getting in a debate on Google Plus about the issue, but people complain about the U.S. offshoring or, you know, outsourcing jobs overseas and whatnot to take advantage of their low wages and whatnot, but people don't also look at the other side of the spectrum where foreign nations are outsourcing positions to the U.S. I mean, a good example of this would be like Toyota. Right. They've they've imported or they've exported a lot of their manufacturing over to the U.S. I mean, dealerships as well and Stuff to that effect, you know, people really don't consider, you know, if we were to start not outsourcing positions and were to take a stance yeah. of, you know, protectionist policies, then other nations might follow suit and take away their, you know, outsourced jobs and may, might, you know, insource them back to their own country. So, Well, yeah, and to yeah. that, I believe I just read that Toyota is now the most American-made car in the country. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Very ironic. Uh, okay, right. well, let's move on to the, the, the to the domestic policy issues. These yeah, go ahead. go ahead and take the next one there if you want. Okay. Um, should every person purchasing a gun be required to pass a criminal and public safety background check? Um, personally, as the uh, self self proclaimed group libertarian, I would say no. Um, not just because of the constitutional it's issues behind, you know regarding it and the second amendment and you know infringements on the second amendment but also according to the empirics um I'm not sure if y'all are too familiar with you know the firearm topic that's one of the most passionate issues that I have mm-hmm. is uh, mm-hmm. the second amendment and firearms but according to a book written by uh, John Lott um after doing research it's there's no empirical evidence that background checks actually work in reducing criminal activity and violent crime. Right. Um, he did a study of uh, states and states that enacted more more stringent background checks didn't show any kind of signs of lessened criminality or violent crime rates. So mm-hmm. something that it's one of those things that might sound counterintuitive, but it hasn't been proven to work. So. Yeah, and that's, you know, in theory or in, again, in that I kind of mentioned it before or last week, but if we take all of these questions in a vacuum with no other outside factors, then then yeah, 
most a lot of these things could be a good idea, but I'm, you know, I think in like I said, if we were working in a vacuum, I would be for for it, you know, for public safety background checks and criminal records and things like that. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, I most of the time the people, the criminals that are buying or getting guns as it is, they're not following the law anyway. So why would they try to get a background check or go through that whole situation to be able to get one to begin with? Absolutely. Um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say uh, yes. All right. <laughs> liberal. Very, very <laughs> isn't it? Uh, I'm saying yes because, you know, I mean, uh, there's like, you know, there's two yes options. There's the yes flat out, and then there's the yes except for private transfers of membership between, you know, family members. Right. And uh, no, no, I'm just going to the yes. I mean, why not? You okay. know, if 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 like if the background check can like you know, uh, you know, persuade someone to not, you know, commit a crime like that, even if it's just one, it's worth it. You know, I mean, I know there's other outlets, obviously, but like, I don't know them, so yeah. Well, here's the thing. Do you know like some of the where the most stringent gun regulations and, and background checks and everything are. Yeah. 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 There's some of the highest gun mortality rates and stuff. Right. I mean, we're talking yeah. Chicago, DC, yeah. DC by far. And I actually did a study in high school. Uh, we did re- regression analysis. Basically it takes two variables and shows the amount of correlation there is between them. And DC was off the map when it came to the yeah. regression. They were, they had the highest they had some of the most strict gun laws and they also they also led the nation in murders. So it's one of those yeah. things that Yeah, but I mean it, at the same time, like you consider who lives in those regions, you know, like in a region like, you know, Detroit's gonna be, you know, inner city people, you know, city folk, you know, that you know, that kind of stigma, you know, and then like places where it's not as strict, you know, the rural area, that kind of stuff, you know, it's just, you know, country guys and stuff, they're just getting their guns to go hunting, that kind of stuff. I mean, it's kind of different types of things. Oh, yeah, you know, there's, 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 there's more of those kind of people in the city than there are, you know, you know, the rural people. What do you mean, those? I guess. <laughs> yeah, those people. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, you know what I mean. Oh, <laughs> I, I hear your dog whistle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Poor people. Um, no, well, yeah, yeah, pe- yeah. People who are under the persuasion sure. of committing crimes. <laughs> All right. Z, take the next because those, yeah, because those rednecks are really rich. <laughs> <laughs> They're rich in character. Uh, do you support increased gun control? Yes. No. No. Only for uh, assault weapons. No. Only for individuals with mental health issues and convicted felons. No, but increased penalties for gun-related crimes. No, and the federal government should pass national stand-your-ground laws. Yes, require strict background checks, psychological testing, and training. Yes, and ban all guns from public use. Um, uh, I thought I knew where I stood on this, but like now I don't. 
Okay. So I'm kind of yeah. I'm kind of like a crossroads right now. Crossroads. I know Josh, <laughs> I know Josh is gonna be like, nah, let everyone get their guns. Cause I'm libertarian, and Dad's gonna be like, nah. Dad's gonna be like, nah, don't don't limit our guns because guns. And uh, I don't know where I'm at because like I don't know. I mean, like you said earlier, like with the uh, you know, there's alternate methods of obtaining such uh materials so i don't you know, i don't know i guess if i'm saying you should have a background check i mean like i don't know if i agree with like the psychological testing per se you know because i feel like that could be like i don't know it depends on how strict that is because you know some people like have like you know mild mental you know types of things without even knowing it their entire life you know like whatever Right. And I feel like I feel like people should know what they're doing with it, like be trained and stuff properly. And not just be like, here's a gun, here's a gun, here's a gun. But here's the question though, should you're on your own to learn. But here's the question though that pertains to that. Should it be illegal to acquire a gun without proper training? It's a good idea for people to get training, but should it be illegal to acquire a firearm without proper training? And quote unquote, uh, proper is whatever the government yeah. mandates is the proper. Right. It's one of those things, man, like you said. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I mean, it's, well, I mean, think about this, you know, skydiving. That can be a pretty lethal uh, yep. hobby, just as guns can be. You know, it's probably a good idea to get some training on that, just as you would with a firearm, I guess, <laughs> if that's a good metaphor. I'm going to say uh, uh, no, let's see, these four, I'm going to say no only for assault weapons. I mean, there's really no, there's not much point in assault weapons, These, I mean, typically. There's not? I, I mean, for like for like the common person, you know. I feel like um, you, could, you do have the option to, to purchase a, an assault weapon if you want. And it's a fully automatic rifle type weapon, I'm assuming, is what this is uh, going no, by? Assault, assault weapons are semi automatic since 19, I believe it was 1919. The semi automatic weapons have been, uh, yeah, they, they're considered wartime weapons, automatic weapons are. They're considered. Weapons specifically designed for you know waging oh. war and that aspect. So they've been outlawed and heavily regulated since yeah. you know, er, the early 20th century. So that's one of those things that people say that assault weapons are automatic guns. You know they can fire up to a hundred rounds a minute or whatnot. And it's just one of those yeah. things that where you pull the trigger, you pull the trigger yeah. once, one bullet comes out. You know. Okay. That's semi-automatic, so, right? Yeah, that's semi-automatic. One pull, one one bullet. Yeah, bullet fully automatic would be you know, one pull can shoot the entire magazine. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So. And thank you for so, calling it a magazine rather than a clip. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> that but that why? just drives me up the freaking wall, dude. Puts me on the ceiling. <laughs> but uh, so assault weapon semi-automatic is included in that. Semi-automatic is legal. Automatic guns are not, and they haven't been. Okay. Well, they are, they're heavily regulated. You can get them, but they're not manufactured anymore, I believe. Mm-hmm. And if they are, then it takes a lot of regulation for you to attain okay. one. 
All right. Well, I'm going to say just regulate the fully automatics, everything else, fair game. Cool. That's that's my stance on it. Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, when that people say assault, when the media says assault weapon, mm-hmm. you kind of do you kind of look at it and it's it's just they basically and then they'll show like an image of of one, and it's basically just something that looks cool. Yeah. You know, it yeah. Yeah. Cool. features. Like it's like really a Call of Duty gun. A, it's not an assault weapon. When when you you yeah. could have the same exact specs of of two different rifles. Yeah. And they'll say, oh, this is an assault weapon because it has a cool stock on the back, or it has a, a yeah. Nice it's got like that pistol grip on, on it. Yeah. Right. It's got yeah. It's got tactical accessories. It's got a scope, or it's yeah. got a or it's got a uh, grip up you know at the front of it. Yeah. It's got a you know a pistol grip rather than a stock. Yeah. Yeah, and I think media the media has totally shifted because, you know, a lot of people don't know a ton of specific. I mean, I know a, a lot of people know a lot more about it than I do, but you know, yeah. usually you know you can look at the two different guns, and just because it looks cooler, the media tends to put it out mm-hmm. there that, oh, this is the assault weapon. Or, and then that yeah. makes a lot of people think, oh, my God, they'll see it in Walmart. Oh, my God, you can go to Walmart and get a an assault weapon. And it's, yeah, it's but just you, yeah, freaking. Twenty-two, you know, with with a yeah. lot of accessories on it, and it's like, yeah. my God, people just totally take what they see on TV or hear somebody else say and and, and run with it, and that's, yep. you know, that's kind of one of the reasons why we need to have. That's why we kind of started doing a show like this is because we want to have more conversations, have more dialogue, making mm-hmm. people realize, and do their own research and things, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I mean, I'm, if nothing else, I'm I'm learning. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm I'm against increased gun control. I don't want if uh, you know the thing is, the more gun control you have, that's only going to hurt the actual law-abiding citizens and people who are, you know, perfect gun owners and follow the rules and everything else. Whereas any common criminal out there. Like I said, they don't follow the laws already, so why in the hell would they follow gun control laws? You're just hurting your own populace and, and citizens by increasing yeah. increasing yeah. Uh, gun control <clears throat> laws. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. Uh, for me, of course, it's no, but I'm kind of torn between just straight no and no but increased penalties for gun-related crimes because... I'm, I've, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I remember seeing a report to where, you know, like the death penalty acts as a deterrent for, mm-hmm. you know, more heinous mm-hmm. crimes and whatnot. So it's one of those things to where if it's proven, if there's empirics behind it that prove that increased penalties for gun-related crimes actually reduces, you know, violent crimes committed with guns, then I think that I might be in favor of that. But at the same time, I'm one of those... You know, I'm a libertarian, so I'm for less, you know, government intervention. So it's a catch-22 for me. But, but mm-hmm. the answer, as we said, for this question, it'd be no. Just straight. All right. Okay. Okay. Question A. Should there be term limits set for members of Congress? Um, <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, I mean... I, I guess I agree with the, the third one there. Yes, term limits are necessary political apparatus to prevent corruption in our government. 
But I would add, I think you should maybe be able to take some time off. Like, say you sit out one term or two terms, I think you should be able to maybe rerun. Mm-hmm. I okay. would add yeah. that little caveat. I'd, I don't know if I'd say... Like consecutive term limits, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, those guys get cozy up in there, man. I'll tell you what. Yeah, we've seen we've seen it happen, man. Yeah. What'd you think? I mean, shoot, I've been I've been working at my job for like a month, and I'm already getting cozy, like taking naps in between. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was <about> say. <laughs> um, I would say, um, actually, probably yes. Yeah. But to that same effect, I mean, as long as it's not the you know presidency, which is you know the most powerful executive, you know the, the most mm-hmm. pow, you know powerful executive position. It's one of those things to where, I mean, if you have a state senator, you know, that's a proven leader, proven, you know, track record of, you know, helping the economy and, you know, fiscal policies and, you know, social problems in a state, I, it's it's hard to, it's hard to ration that, you know, he shouldn't, he or she shouldn't be able to, you know, keep, keep going, you know, as long as the populace mm-hmm. keeps voting them in. So, I mean, it's one of those things that is a catch-22, but personally, I could see, yes, that there's more of a motivation to limit term limits to stop, yeah, political corruption and career politicians more than yeah. there is a need to, you know, to allow, you know, somebody who's good at their job to keep doing it. So. Yeah. Because it really <clears throat> wasn't set up originally to be someone's permanent job for 40 years, yeah. you know? Yeah, because you got to think, I mean, back in the days of the founding, you know, the founding of the country, I mean, they weren't specifically politicians. I mean, if I remember correctly, like Benjamin Franklin was a doctor and, you know, a lot of the founding fathers were lawyers and had different positions. They would meet for conventions and they would meet for, you know, the set, you know, for for, for set, set, for set, set sessions, you know, in Congress and stuff. Right. They would get their stuff done and then they would leave after the session's over, go back to their normal lives. So Yeah. Right. The Continental Congress. Ah, indeed. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Indubitably. Yeah, I need to read up on on his on, you know, the historical founding. I haven't I haven't kept up like I should or researched it in depth. Yeah, that's one thing I think everybody should do is is just read more about our history and, and our mm-hmm. past and everything and you know just you just learn a lot of things and, and kind of get the perspective of the original thought of the of what was behind the country and, and where we were trying to go. Um go ahead there, Tree. Uh are we on drug use or the internet? Uh, you uh, uh yeah, the internet. Oh, okay. Weird. It skipped a question on mine again, but whatever. Uh, Should Internet service providers be allowed to prioritize traffic for websites that pay higher rates than their competitors? Um, I'm going to say no, because I'm I'm a pretty solid supporter of the net neutrality and whatnot. Like, I feel like every website should be treated equally. You know, there's Mm -hmm. that whole fiasco with Comcast, you know, reducing Netflix's streaming speeds until, like, they struck a deal, and then I was like, boom, Netflix is the fastest site ever, you know. I feel like that's kind of a lot of malarkey. Uh, Hey, hey, watch the language. Malarkey. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) You know, 
I feel like, you know, Google should run just as fast as, you know, all the other, you know, I can't think of like a low budget site right now, but, you know, yeah. Right. Yeah, all, all sites are created equal. But they're, yeah, that, I don't know. They're not though. Because yeah, I mean, not, you look at a, I mean, but if you look at a service, you know, let's say you go to Yahoo right now. Mm-hmm. You're not using nearly the internet provider's bandwidth as if you were to go to Netflix and begin streaming a movie. It's, it's true, one of those but, things to where they, they say that Netflix. I think God, I can't remember which two websites, but it's Netflix and another <laughs> website right now are responsible for like fifty percent of the bandwidth <laughs> currently used by all internet providers. Probably YouTube, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there you go. There you go. YouTube uh, yeah, and the that, YouTube and Netflix, and gym. they, and they literally, they. I mean, they're kind of bandwidth hogs. So therefore, right. if you're, you know, like out here where I'm located, this neighborhood has almost like a community um, that they they share the cable lines. So I mean, right. if mm-hmm. if you know, eighty percent of the households at the same time are streaming Netflix, that's negatively affecting the whole community. So it's one of those things that it's hard to not agree that, you know, priority traffic should pay higher rates. But then again, you know, but the option right now is that I chose was yes, but give priority by type video over images and not source, you know, big website over little websites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I kind of know what you're saying, but I, I got to go with the treat all traffic equally. You bastards! How dare you disagree with me? <laughs> Man, that, that, that was a big win for me. Uh, actually, I had no idea what it was until like a few weeks ago or whenever that was. And it's still and it's still a very complicated issue. Oh yeah, it yeah. is. It really is. Because I've actually, then, because I, when the whole net neutrality was occurring, I actually watched yeah. multiple debates and I watched yeah. one of the um and I watched a few smaller internet providers. People don't know that they can go out and in a specific you know region. There's a bunch of independent, smaller internet service providers that are, you know, for, you know, providing their services. But you know, most the majority of people go with what's fast. It's Comcast, you know, or has the mm-hmm. most publicity, like Comcast, AT and T, Verizon. Apparently, is setting up an awesome fiber optics network right now, so they're starting to, you know, compete <sighs> in the national scene. So it's one of those things, man. That, yeah, um, I mean, I wish that we had complex. Google. That's my only wish. Google Fiber, I'd love to see Google yeah, Fiber brought to us. I would love to Google Fiber. Yeah, I mean, if I remember correctly, what was it You like? never even used it. How do you know if you love it? I said I would love some. Well, I mean, <laughs> from what I've heard, I mean, the amount, the just the blazing speed. Yeah. I mean, they've opened yeah. it in places, if I remember correctly, like, Can- I mean, there was a couple, like, Kansas City or... Yeah, like a like lot that. of the big cities. I think Atlanta has it, so I'm probably going to move there pretty soon. And it really encourages a lot of tech industry. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. <clears throat> gotcha. Good guy, Google. All right. Uh, here's a nice one. Are you in favor of decriminalizing drug use? Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm decriminalizing <laughs> it right now. Decriminalizing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, Joe Rogan. <laughs> I I don't know. I I I would 
set it up for if you decriminalize it, I think it should be made into a business, kind of like they've done with the with the marijuana and everything, and where it's the profits from it are taxed and everything. It kind of would it would kind of eliminate a large, you know, we've got some serious prison population overcrowding. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I can see, uh, I guess I'm kind of, kind of, yes, and retroactively reduce sentences for those already serving time for drug use. Yeah. Um, because I think most of these people, you know, they need, I don't think, I don't think it's going to cause rampant increase in drug use if it's legalized. Yeah, because, I don't think so. You know, it, most of us probably know where to go get, you know, any kind of drug. Dude, uh, I you have need some no right now? idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I have no idea where to get drugs if I wanted them. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Well, good. You can just call me, man. Uh, <laughs> I can get them for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, but I, for me, that's a choice that I'm making not to go get anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, Absolutely. just because it's illegal, that's not what's holding me back. What's holding me back is seeing... You don't want to do drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and seeing yeah, example like, after example of people mm-hmm. ruining their lives for either through going to jail, doing things to get drugs, going through yeah. things that ruins their family, ruins their, you know, just... I've just seen too many examples, and mm-hmm. when I look, when you look at the end results of what happens from from drug use and and drug abuse, I guess you could say, is yeah. it's not worth it to even start. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I would go yes and reduce the sentences, but they have these people have to be go through treatment, which that's a whole other ball of wax of yeah. what would you do with them, you know. For these drug abusers, and and I guess you have to do something with them. They need to go through some kind of a prison type treatment facility if that's a pop a possibility. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. There's so many offshoots of this one question that it's kind of like, wow. Yeah. I said uh, yes. But uh, not not all the drugs, just most. So which ones yeah. wouldn't you be in favor of decriminalizing? Uh, you know, like the hardcore stuff that like, like you know, like the Scooby Snacks and Scooby Doo Puppy Days. You know, when he like turns into a rocket and he like goes to the moon, like that <laughs> kind of stuff. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, like the wacky stuff. Like, like 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 I said, I I don't know that much about it. You know. But like the crazy stuff, man. I don't know. Dang, I'm sound like a dummy because I'm. Man, dumb you want to, all right, you want me to, all right, you you want me to drop a bombshell on y'all? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it might not be a bombshell. You might feel like, yeah, that makes total fucking sense considering who you are. But one time, I dropped acid. What? And it was <laughs> it was hey. It was a mind-blowing experience. I've never experienced anything in my life on that level. Was it paper or what? Yes. Um, a friend of mine acquired it from one of his people. Not sure, you know. Ingesting strange foreign chemicals, you know, is risky in and of itself. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I knew some of the uh, 
some of the bads that could happen, but um, Again, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was on paper form. It, yeah, it was on a paper <laughs> form, and uh, mm-hmm. I took two of them, and my friend actually took three. And, uh, <laughs> Why the it, hell didn't you just start with one? <laughs> well, he said that the advice given from the friend was that um, one not one might not produce the same effect as two, considering my size. So uh, okay. uh, I'm, I know he's not, you know, a scientist by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> so I'm not sure if the amount of acid is dependent on your, you know, the effects of the acid is dependent on your body weight like alcohol. But you know. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. I, I figured if I was going to do it, I might as well go all in because I might not have to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and it was one of those things that, like, everyone that talks about, you know, it being like a life-changing or, you know, I don't know if it was a life-changing, but I've never experienced anything like that. What did you see? And it, I, it was, it was visual overload and I couldn't, it was the only time in my life that I felt like I wasn't in control of my mental functions. Yeah. And Replay. it was one of those things that where it scared the hell out of me, but at the same time, it was, it was just, an eye-opening experience. Uh, yeah. I mean, pe- people come out of that talking about how beautiful the earth is and how right. we're all part of the same kind of energy and there's, you know, we're all part of the same, you know, we're all one, basically, is what, you know, they uh, kind of frame it as. And when you're in the if, state of mind, that has to put you in, you can <laughs> see exactly what they're talking about. And it is, it's amazing because it's true. The way that right. you the the things that you experience, you 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 do come out thinking, you know, how menial all your other problems are, and you know how like we're all part of this together. But we're all I mean, in this together. <laughs> how much of it is the the drugs kind of putting that into your mind, or how much of it is you think it actually opens more of your mind to things? I really couldn't tell you, to be honest with you. From what I've read, the effects that that acid, LSD, stuff like that give you is they... I was under the impression that it actually sped up your like mental functions to the point to where all your synapses are just popping at the same time and you're just like, you know, you just can't control it and it just overloads you. But from what I've read on the subject, it actually slows your brain to the point to where you're not processing information in the same way that you otherwise would. And mm. that's where the effects come from. And it's one of those things that you just see things in a completely different light. And there's no other, there's no other time in my life I've experienced that same, you know, euphoric feeling. Right. Like I said, I don't think I, I don't know. I probably would never do it again just because I didn't like the control aspect. Right. But it was an eye-opening experience nonetheless. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, I've always heard LSD, you know, kind of exaggerates everything extremely, and, and you see vibrancy and color colors of everything. and it's a, Yes, it does. But then it also is like, you know, your mind is never the same afterward. Now, do you feel like you never went back to how you were before or do you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it, 
the not the not the knowledge, but the experience is always there. You're always going to remember. Right. Like well, like I said, I always remember that feeling, and it's just you always kind of revert back to you know the things I think right now might be. Well, I don't know how to phrase it. It's it's one of those things that I wouldn't consider it like it didn't change me as a person, but it did open my eyes to a whole other spectrum. You know, it just right. It's very difficult to kind of conceptualize exactly what it does, but it's just one of those things that, like I said, it's just an eye-opening experience. You'll never experience anything like that. Yeah. Well, what's the difference between... And, so, and some people don't want to, you know, so I don't right. like them whatsoever. It was one of those things where I couldn't control what I was thinking, how I was feeling, right. and I didn't know when it would end. So it was a very scary experience, but at the same right. time, like I said, it was an eye-opening experience. That's what they say by having to ride it out, man. You just got to... You and that's the scariest, that's the scariest <laughs> shit in the world, having to ride it out. Is it, uh, what's the difference between, like, LSD and acid? Oh, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I think, I mean, I think, I think in some context, even, it's just the, just the type of chemicals and drugs that are involved in composing right. it, but in other cases, I mean, it might just be a completely different reaction. You know, you might, like, I know that people that take uh, the new... I'm, I've never, I've never experienced it or anything, but Molly, I know it's like ecstasy. It's like a pure form of ecstasy, right. and it doesn't provide the hallucinations. It doesn't provide the stuff that acid does. It doesn't provide, you know, the like the visuals of it, but it provides right. some of the same feelings and the euphoria and mental, mental aspect of it. Yeah, like people that usually take Molly, they say that they they have the best sex of their life. You know what I mean? They're always like right. they're very touchy feely, and everything feels great, and they're always smiling. So, huh? Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. We should maybe we can trip one time and do a podcast, and we both know what it's like. Just <laughs> 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 do a show. <laughs> yeah. If I remember right, on Netflix, I was scrolling. Uh, this is an odd segue, but I was on Netflix, and um, I came across a documentary about a 1970s uh, black pitcher that yeah. pitched, that uh, pitched yeah, a no-hitter on LSD. Yeah. Doc Ellis. Yeah, oh, really? Okay, so you're familiar with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he uh, he's, he's, some people have questioned whether he, he really was or not, but um, yeah, I could imagine that because it's it takes a special kind of person to be able yeah. to do that. Considering <laughs> there's not I've experienced any, uh, it before, you know, and it was I couldn't imagine doing anything that, uh, other than sitting on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> Some people there's go the raves, uh, you know. I had a friend that said he went to work under the influence of uh, acid one time, and it was like I could not imagine doing anything other than being in the security of my own house whenever that occurred. Right. There's not any footage of that uh that no hitter is there? I don't I don't believe. Yeah, I'm not sure honestly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's that, a lot of his. That'd be. We'll have to sit down and watch the. We'll have to sit down and watch the Netflix. That'd be something yeah. to see, man. Check it out. Also, that Bill Lee um, had a real good book out. Um, I can't remember the name of it right off, but he was always he was known as one of the wacky pitchers, and I think he ended up experimenting with uh, LSD and stuff. He was a major league pitcher as well. Uh, mm. Let's see. His nickname was the Spaceman. So, I mean... <laughs> I can't remember his book. Hold on. I mean, he's probably written a couple of them by now, actually. Yeah. 
the wrong stuff. Yeah. Well, I hate to do it, gentlemen, but we might need to move on to ensure the the completion this time. Yes. All right. Okay. Um, Well, um, yeah. Do you mind if I take the next one? Yeah. Go ahead. Should the NSA be allowed to collect basic metadata of citizens' phone calls, such as numbers, timestamps, call durations? Um, I would say. No, just because it is metadata and it's mass it's mass consumption of everyone's personal data. And people might not consider it personal data, but they've they've eliminated terrorist targets according to their metadata usage. So apparently it has some vital information, you know, into it. And they might they might say, you know, so someone might counter that the NSA has to go through a FISA court, which approves the warrants to, you know, further narrow their search down to individuals and, you know, start collecting their information more. They're, they might start directing their resources more at one individual, but it's one of those things that I've heard so many accounts of. Uh, they have a 98% approval rate. So basically the FISA courts, aren't denying almost any requests. <clears throat> right. So they're almost at working in conjunction with the NSA from what I've read. Um, in addition, if I remember right, I think it's the Fourth Amendment that says that, um, here, let me actually look it up real quick, that says that uh, warrants are supposed to be narrow in their scope. The very definition of metadata is it's... It's you know it's everyone's data. So yeah, I know Fourth Amendment's no quartering. I learned that in uh, AP Gov. Because <laughs> you know four quarters. Ah ah. Ah, I see what you did. Overtime, it's, huh? But yeah, all right. The Fourth Amendment is the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against. Here's the against unreasonable searches and seizures mm-hmm. shall not be violated. No warrant shall issue but upon probable cause supported by an oath or affirmation. Yeah. I think I was illegally searched one night, but I won't get into it right now based on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I think it's because I, I look like a terrorist. <laughs> Yeah. How about, uh, uh, how about Generation X and Z? Go ahead. Uh, I'm uh, I'm saying uh, no, because you know, no, it's my business. Too bad. Right. I'm sure they have. Other, I mean, I'm sure they have other methods of finding terrorists. I mean, they're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, because of the call. Oh well, we'll get back. Um, but here's my thing. I I would say no. I don't think the general. I, and here's my thing. Sorry, everybody that gets offended by stereotypes and, uh, you know, stop and frisk type of stuff and mm-hmm. different different things like that, searches at the airports. Here's, here's my thing. You don't need to search everybody at the airport. You yeah. don't need to search everybody's phones. I know mm-hmm. we're getting more American citizens that are wanting, you know, trying to sign up with ISIS yeah. and other retards like that. Yep. But oh, look, you said the R word. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, 
but seriously, I'm sorry, but if you're making phone calls, whether you're a citizen or not, you know, whatever, if you're here on a visa or whatever, but if you're sitting here making phone calls, you know, to Saudi Arabia or, or Pakistan or all these different places, and you're getting all kinds of calls for several calls or a couple of calls, several minutes, a few minutes, no minute, you know, 30 seconds, whatever. Let's let's find out what's going on there. Yeah. You don't need to check my phone or yeah, exactly. my, my, my daughter's sure. phone or you don't need to check my grandparents or my parents' phone. Yeah. Let's, you know, let's they're they're not talking to Hamed over in in Iraq right now, okay? That's yeah. not the problem. Let's just let's focus on I'm sorry if it's a stereotype, but let's focus on who the terrorists are. Let, let's put it this way. We all know who's getting checked from the cast of Johnny Quest. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. But yeah, like you said, Jerry, it's one of those things that where the searches and warrants should be very limited in nature. Mm -hmm. They should have to go through the proper channels in order to obtain a warrant to specifically target someone rather than targeting a whole populace in the hopes of catching a very small, minute percentage of the population that's engaged in such behaviors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And two... The NSA is also accumulating records, you know what I mean? They're not just looking yeah. at metadata and then throwing it out the trash can, you know, throwing it in the trash mm-hmm. can. Yeah. They're right. they're storing it. So they have years worth of data. Yes. And they say that your name isn't attached, but, I mean, I can enter somebody's phone number on a website and see who it's attached to. So yeah. It's that well, that and, and even things like Facebook, I mean, if yeah, exactly. Your phone number is attached to your Facebook account, so yeah. obviously, if they look you up, you know, if you know, if they don't want to go through the proper warrant, they could type your number into Facebook. Yeah. Um, if I mean, you know, but yeah, we, this is one we we need to focus on down the road. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah these so, little we're, we're I can see this going on for quite a while, to be honest, on this particular question yeah. or subject. Absolutely. Uh, yep. so let's move on. Uh, okay. Did you did everybody answer? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I believe so. Might right. need to pick it up a little bit because we've got about an hour left. And yeah, I know, right? It, it is fast, left. man. Yeah. Um, all right, should corporations and unions be permitted to fund advertisements backing political candidates through political action committees or super PACs? Uh, no. That's already going on too much as it is. And, and yeah. We're seeing the vote based upon corporations more than the people of the country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if a person wants to fund someone, that's fine. But, you know, a corporation, I mean, good grief. It's like, I mean, I don't know. You you think about it, you get like one corporation behind you that's like, I don't know. I'm uh, The more I talk about it, the more I'm confusing myself. I mean, it's ridiculous that it... The last election, Obama won by raising a billion dollars. Yes. Yeah. His, you have to election. raise that in order to be a presidential contender nowadays. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, for there, yeah. it's one of those, it's another catch-22. Um, 
because I kind of agree that, yes, any restriction on campaign spending violates the First Amendment because, granted, the corporations aren't people right. themselves, yeah. but the individuals in charge of the corporations are people. Yeah. You don't lose your rights as individuals when you walk through a corporation door. So it's one but, of those but, things that okay. it's a very it's a very fine line. It's hard yeah. to, you know, really justify one way or another. Yeah. I mean some people could. Some people are very adamant in their, you know, support or, you know, non support of this. So personally, um Gotta go with yes. Any restrictions on campaign spending violates the first. Okay. I mean, could you get around that by saying like, uh, you know, uh, name like a company like Bill Gates of Microsoft is donating blah 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 amount of money. You know, could you get around it just by doing that? Um, well, there are there are contribution limits mm-hmm. to specific. Okay. Two specific candidates, but the thing is, is that with the uh, it's all it's all related to the Citizens United decision that Supreme Court offered mm-hmm. up. I think it was like 2008 that allowed for corporations to be considered people in uh, in regards to campaign contributions. And it's not that they're funding the candidate per se. Don't get me wrong; there mm-hmm. are plenty yeah. of corporations that are funding, but it's they're using their own money to support the candidate. Through like yeah. advertisement and you know commercials uh, on TVs and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, okay. I'm gonna say no. Corporations aren't people. Okay. That, that that's my that's my choice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This kind of goes hand in hand with the NSA question earlier, but mm-hmm. do you support the Patriot Act? Um. Uh, go ahead. Well, I'm gonna say. Uh, Yes, but only when I'm filling out an application. <laughs> Good grief. I have to write my social security freaking 30 times for a stupid thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of go along with that, I'll say yes, but limit the scope of the government's powers. Same. And I got to disagree with both you gentlemen. No, <laughs> and pass strict laws prohibiting government any government surveillance. Um, I think that there should... I think that there should... That the possibility of government surveillance should be there, but it should be it should be very difficult. You know what I mean? It, they should have to go through the proper channels in order to attain it, rather than giving them, you know, kind of your trust and just trusting that they won't overstep their boundaries. Yeah. Because as you've seen in the last, you know, few decades, I mean, that's just that that's a full there. Well, uh, can I ask uh, just to clarify? Well, obviously I can, but just to clarify, is the Patriot Act the one? Just so I make sure I'm understanding, uh, the one where, like, you know, the uh, Homeland Security knows one thing and the Department of Agriculture knows another, and they, like, actually share their information and stuff, right? That's what this is? Um, It's actually a very complex... Yeah, act. or um, is that a part of it, at least? That, yeah, that um, kind of thing. All right, so... Here I'm looking it up on Wikipedia right now. Um, there, it, it has titles, so Title One, Title Two, Title Three, Title mm-hmm. Ones regarding enhancing domestic security against terrorism, surveillance procedures, um, border security, um, removing obstacles to investigating terrorism, hence you know approving more mass surveillance kind of things, victims of uh, victims and families of victims of terrorism. Mm-hmm. 
um, improved intelligence, which is like you said earlier, or you know, like the question alluded to earlier, giving the NSA more, you know, abilities and scope. So mm-hmm. it's a very complex set of laws, yeah. but not, I'm definitely not in favor of it. It's like after 9/11, everyone's willing to sacrifice their security, their liberties for security. Yeah. Well, and uh, here's the thing: I, I I say yes and limit the scope. By limiting the scope, I mean focusing in on specific people not 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 giving not limiting their scope of you know what they can, can do a, a wider range of things they can do okay. yeah yeah okay yeah um yeah that <laughs> i'm kind of discombobulated today all right you're yeah yeah i got you uh um, yeah moving on <laughs> um, do you support affirmative action programs? Uh, affirmative action programs are basically known as positive discrimination, and I don't think the government should be passing policies that discriminate one way or the other. So it's one of those yeah. things where I'm not personally supportive of affirmative action, but I am supportive of, like it says, regardless, we should provide social programs to address pro- poverty. So... Mm-hmm. um uh, I'd have to go with no. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going no. You know, for for a job, don't hire uh, the white female just because you need a white female. Hire the most uh, uh, capable individual for the uh, mm, yeah job. meritocracy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I used to. I, I'm also no. I'm, I know everybody hates it when we all agree on everything. But, yeah. Um, I just feel like I it's kind get, of common sense. Well, and I used to get into discussion. There was a, a friend of mine who was African American at at my one of my old jobs, and we used to get into this where he was saying, "Yeah, you you have to have this for for blacks and everybody to be able to get jobs." And I'm like, "No, nowadays businesses and companies are not dumb enough to just hire somebody on their own merit." You know they're they're gonna they're gonna hire people the most qualified person for the job because that's gonna be the best for their business because yeah. the best people in their business is gonna mean more money for in their yep. pocket at the end of the yep. day they don't give a damn what you look like if you're getting the job if you can get the job done most qualified for the job then then that's who's gonna get the job and that's who should get the job yeah yeah that's my thinking exactly. and and that used to drive me nuts there's all kinds of you know educational programs where you, you had to hire in different counties mm-hmm. have to hire a certain number yeah, quota of, of minorities and things. And it's mm-hmm. like and it's and really the thing God, quota systems are supposed to be illegal as well. Right. But and something it, it, that people don't also realize about affirmative action programs that people think that it's related to minorities, but after listening to a few podcasts by like Tom Woods and other libertarian thinkers the number one beneficiary of affirmative action programs over time has been white women. Yeah, for females. One of those things that they've yep. received, yeah, through you know through policies enacted, they've received the most benefits from affirmative action policies. So people think it's related specifically to minorities, but no, this mm-hmm. would be if if I support eliminating affirmative action programs, it would also be for affirmative, you know, positive discrimination towards white women as well. So. Yeah. Right, it would be negative affecting. It would be negatively affecting my own race. So you know, I don't consider it a, like yeah. a racial 
you know, stance. All right, and that's another, this is another one we need to probably expand upon on, in future yeah. shows. But, yeah, uh, I would love, yeah, I'd love to do some research and bring some of the empirics mm-hmm. to, you know, to, right. to the discussion. Go ahead and take the next one, Trey. Uh, la, 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 la. Is it the congressional districts or government yeah. raise the retirement for Social Security? Oh, okay. Uh, should the redrawing of congressional districts be controlled by an independent, nonpartisan commission? Uh, I'm going to say uh, yeah, because, I mean, we uh, again, you know, going back to my uh, uh, advanced placement government class, I uh, am fairly familiar with the gerrymandering and whatnot, where all the uh, old white Republican dudes are like, yeah, let's make this our district here and make that that district so we get the most people in. Like, we need to have, you know, like a balanced, you know, board. Be like, okay, here, 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 boom. You know, uh, you know, most representative of the state, you know, by the numbers and whatnot. Not like seven chunks of, like, Republicans and then, like, a stupid, squiggly-looking line of, like, you know, liberals. So that way you keep right. the most people in. Yeah. Just one correction. It's usually white, Democratic. Man, you know what? I'm just it's an example. It's an example. <laughs> they like to break out the uh etch a sketch quite a bit and shake it up yeah. whenever they yep. get in power. Ooh. Start all over. Um yeah, I'm gonna um, say all right. So according to redistricting edu, re um different people are in charge of drawing the district lines in different states. In most states state legislature has the primary control of the redistricting process mm-hmm. for both state legislative districts and for congressional districts. 37 state legislatures have primary control of their own districts. And most of mm-hmm. these state district lines pass just like regular legislation with a majority vote. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a tricky question. I haven't really given it much mm-hmm. thought. I mean, I've heard gerrymandering. Of course, gerrymandering is you know, not ethical. But to that same effect, it does affect both Republicans and Democrats that I've seen. I mean, Mm -hmm. for example, in Florida, Corrine Brown, she's a Democratic legislator for the state, and she's been proven to have an unfair advantage because her district itself has been gerrymandered to in in her favor. So it's one of those things that, I mean, that's a prime example. You know, it might affect Republicans more, but it's not specifically a Republican issue. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, 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 you know, exclusively of Republican issue. Right, right. <clears throat> You're... I'm, I'm going to say yes. It, it, they should. Yeah, I could. So I could go either way on this, but um, yeah, I'd go yes. Switch to a multi-member, proportionally selected redistricting system. But it's one of those things that you're taking control out of your elected representatives which and giving it to a third party that may or may right. not be putting in your best interest. So it's a double-edged yeah. sword. Yep. And, yeah, that's all i got to say because I know we could go on. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Um, should the government raise retirement age for Social, social Security? Um, I'll say yes just because I think people are – Aging better nowadays, and for the for mm-hmm. the most part, oh, absolutely. People are able yeah. to work, you know, at a, at a better at a higher rate, you know, than than they were mm-hmm. maybe when this the retirement age of sixty five was originally set. 
Yeah. Um, plus, it could help I mean, you know extend the Social Security because that's not exactly the most <laughs> self-sustaining situation there right it's now. It's definitely not. Yeah, I'm um, having a tough tough time choosing between uh you know regardless we should phase it out and yes you know raise right. the age because we're living longer. I mean I'm kind of both at the same time. Yeah, I completely agree. I think yeah, yeah you, uh, what I would say is yes, but then people are living on because people are living longer, but give people the option of opting out and going private. But they have to show that yeah. they're going to a private system, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, like, raise the age, you know, like, you know, two years every, you know, five years or so, you know, you go 65, and then in, like, 2020, it's 67, then 2025, 69, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Gradual, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you can't, I'm going to go with, uh, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I mean, you can't just cut it off, you know, because that would be a complete shock to the system yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. suck if you're 64 and ready to retire. Yeah. But... Uh, I'm ready to get my money. Ah, uh, poop. Damn it. Damn it, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would go with yes. I've actually researched this topic uh, recently because, I was, as I was saying earlier, I had another Google Plus debate on the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, when the legislation was passed, it was kind of an arbitrary number. They were using uh, they were using other pension programs as an example, and a lot of other pension programs, such as the railway, uh, the railroad companies and whatnot, they had pension systems that reflected an eligibility age of 65. But if you look back to 1935, whenever the Social Security Act was passed, um, the average life expectancy of someone back then for males, it was actually 59 years old. For females, it was wow. 63. So when the legislation itself was passed, people weren't even living on average up to the age of eligibility. So yeah, um, now people are living like. And now got, males yeah, are like, living. It's like uh, 80 or something, right? Yeah, males are living to I believe uh, 76, and females yeah. are living to 81. Okay, yeah. That's what I thought it was, but I didn't know if my facts were dated or not. Yeah, so it's one of those things yeah. that, yeah, I mean, we've just, we've become more medically advanced and yeah. people's average life expectancy. Plus, that's not to be considering the solvency of these programs. Being mm-hmm. an economics minor, we've discussed this in a couple of my uh, economics classes. And so Social Security Disability Insurance, that's going to mm-hmm. be insolvent by next year. It doesn't mean that it's going bankrupt. But mm-hmm. people aren't going to receive the same amount of benefits that they used to. They're, instead of receiving 100% of their uh, of their projected, you know, payments, they're going to be receiving mm-hmm. 90% or 80%. It's one of those things that they'll still be getting money, but they're not going to be receiving the same return that they otherwise would. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, Okay, moving along. Yeah. Healthcare issues. This is another Ooh, one. This will be fun. Uh, uh, do, do you support ahead. the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act? In parentheses, Obamacare. Yeah. I don't know how you say the plural for parentheses. Whatever. You got it. Uh, um, oh, did I really? Cool. Parentheses, yeah. Uh, oh, parentheses. It's kind of like, oh, never mind. Um, I, I'm 
I'll go ahead and go first. I guess I'll say no and open the market so insurers can compete across state lines and drive down costs. Mm-hmm. However, I do think we need to keep the uh, not able to what is it the uh, pre-existing condition type scenario. Mm-hmm. I think that they need to keep that. They've they've eliminated that where insurance companies are not allowed to exempt people because of pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. And they really need to do something to maybe expedite payment. And mm-hmm. goddamn, I'm sorry, but insurance companies drive me up the wall. Yeah, they're just possibly the worst companies in in the world. To be honest, <laughs> other than Comcast. I mean, seriously, you pay in month after month after month, year after year after year. God, you know, God forbid you actually need the insurance company to kick in for mm-hmm. hospital stay, health care, insurance, you know, uh, doctor's bills, uh, prescription costs, things like that. You actually need these jackasses to, to cover what they you had signed up for to begin with. And then mm-hmm. they fight and, and claw and deny and deny, deny everything until they finally, you almost have, basically have to take them to court before they'll pay. Yep. You know, there's got to be something with that to prevent that from happening, too. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe competition will help. I don't know. That's what I think we're all definitely about, help. to be completely honest. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would go the same, no open the market so insurers can compete across state lines, drop down costs. So that'd be me. Uh, myself is saying... Uh, yeah, just open up the markets. Competition's right. always gonna breed the best product, you know. Uh, well, here's here's what I've always heard and 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 thought about too is, what if you just eliminated insurance to begin with? That would bring true. down the cost of everything across the board. Because true. that's why I think so many things are so expensive already because of insurance fraud and, and claims and things like that, that that drives up a huge share of, of everything that we in every segment of the of the country. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. I can see I, that. Well in a lot of cases, consider. yeah, with the insurance company, I mean the people aren't receiving the, the people don't see the full amount of their bills. Therefore they don't make decisions on how to economize or, you know, price hunt, you know, asking one you know, asking one hospital or doctor's office whether or not, you know, their procedure would be cheaper than, you know, their their competitors. So there's really no incentive to go out price hunting. It's just if your insurance covers it, you're going to get it. Yep. Yep. But yeah, we better we better keep moving. Yeah. Uh, do you support – we kind of got into this earlier. Do you support the legalization of marijuana? Yes, uh, they, moving on. Yes, legalize, tax, and regulate. Instead of criminalizing, is everybody fairly? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're at the point where it's imminent that it's going to be legalized nationally. Right, and and mine would okay. be yes, immediately free all citizens jailed for drug offenses, especially non-violent yeah. offenses. Yeah, well, like yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, they didn't have to. I don't know. They didn't have to because, do the. It was against. They, everybody knew it was against the law when they did it. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like the opposite of grandfathering in. Right. 
don't know. Yeah, it's, re- yeah, it's retroactively. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, should the federal government increase funding of health care for low-income individuals such as Medicare? Uh, geez, a lot of choices. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, no, no, and uh, just leaving for the old and the and the crippled. Um, I'd say no, and let each state decide their own level of coverage. All right, I'll say no. Eligibility should only include elderly and disabled. Yeah, it, it just it just like Medicare and Medicaid just they take up so much of the budget. It's like yeah, you gotta you gotta cut it down some for right. you know the greater good. Well, is, isn't that one of the things that's like automatically rolled in? Like yeah, oh, yeah, that's mandatory that, spending. Yeah, yeah that's mandatory, mandatory spending. Right. It's not discretionary. Yeah. There that they have equations for you know exactly how much funding that gets and how yeah. much is distributed to who and you know everything's yeah. regulated by legislation. Right. That's another. <laughs> Again, another topic for future episodes. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Who supports increasing taxes on the rich in order to reduce interest rates on student loans? Uh, no. Uh, I feel like if you, uh, you know, raise it for the rich, you got to raise it for everybody. I mean. Absolutely. Equity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's I the mean, difference between fairness and equality. Equality. Yeah. Is same standards for everyone. Fairness is yeah. each according to their ability, you know. Yeah. So it's one of those things that I would say personally no and move all loans to the private sector. It's um, the Cato Institute just came out with another study, and they've aggregated a few more studies in their study showing that uh, as federal and state funding for higher education has increased, the um, it's, it's, it's helped drive up the cost of education. So it's one of those things that the more subsidies and loans of that nature that you offer to people, the higher the cost of education because people mm-hmm. aren't using their own money. I mean, once you use your own money, it's one of those things that you're more economical in your decisions. Yeah. Right. All right. Let's uh, keep it going. Mm-hmm. Support? Do you support the adoption of Common Core National Education Standards? Um, oh, I hate Common Core. That junk sucks a camel butt. Yeah. It's bad, um, dude. Yeah, I'm, I agree. This is kind of one that's I hear about it quite a bit from oh yeah <laughs> family and education. So I'll, my personal thing would be no teach to each student's potential instead of uniform testing. Let's see yeah. that. Um, mine would be no education should be handled at the state and local level instead of the national level. Yeah. All right. So we're all in agreement there. Let's go on to foreign policy. Trey, you want to take this first one? Uh yes. Uh, should the government decrease military spending? Uh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Y'all think they should decrease military spending? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No. I think they should increase the military budget. Oh Ooh, my goodness! No. <laughs> no. All right. Okay, let's just move on before we talk about this for the, for the last forty-five minutes. <laughs> uh. Should foreign terrorism suspects be given <laughs> constitutional rights? Um, no. No. Foreign terror. 
Yeah, no, uh, I mean... Mine would be no, they should be tried in military tribunals, but not subject to torture. Yeah. I mean, they're not, uh, like, citizens of the country, so... Yeah. I, mean, I think they're not U.S. citizens, and they should be subject to enhanced interroga- interrogation yeah. methods. Yeah. Uh, mm-mm. Differences, mm-mm. differences. Big difference. Same same path, different different uh, fork in the road. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> should the U.S. formally declare war on ISIS? Um, no. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no. We should it's play like, at a Middle Eastern conflict. Uh, I'm, I'm saying we should not legitimize ISIS as a sovereign entity. It's kind of like ISIS. Uh, excuse my uh, wrestling nerdology here, but uh, ISIS is kind of like the TNA of uh, the world, it seems. Like, oh, we want to be <laughs> serious and all, but no one's taking them seriously. And then they'll, like, do some, like, major stuff, and it's like, eh, it's just ISIS. It still doesn't matter, you know? Yeah, that's that's how I see it. I mean, there's not... It's kind of, like, happening in the background almost to me, but I'm not too terribly informed on the... Uh, Issues, yeah. I I'd say no because basically you just declare war on other other countries, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're gonna be yeah you're gonna be invading other countries in order to inflict damage on ISIS. Right, ISIS is all over the place over there. So yeah, yeah, exactly. There, and I mean, ISIS they're is already Pakistan. here. Yeah, yeah, that's one concern for sure. Um, should the U.S. maintain a presence at the United Nations? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll say I, yes. I hate the U.N., to be honest, but I'll say yes. I don't think that they should override state, you know, state meaning national sovereignty. I don't think United yeah. Nations decisions should override, treat, you know, treaties and laws here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And just like I don't yeah. think they should override, you know, laws in other countries, so... Yeah. Right. It should uh, be a you know it should be a cooperative effort, but not overruling. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Um, should the U.S. continue to support Israel? Okay, hold on. Don't hate me, but which one's Israel again? Jerusalem. It's the it's the state that we established after World War II to give Jews the uh, okay. All right, the home. Nineteen forty eight. Okay, because I, I get Israel and Palestine confused all the time. Well, okay. Israel is just in name. It's it was a creation, but they uh, they were kind of the OG of uh, <laughs> the Middle East and the OG. They're basically the only like democratically elected, other than you know Saddam's old ninety nine point eight percent. Voting voting record that he had, you know, where he would he would get ninety nine point some percent of the vote. The the point six were, were executed immediately, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah, they were, they, uh, they were never heard of again. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say yes, and with more aid and support. Um, I'm gonna go opposite. I'm gonna say no. We should be less involved. Yeah, but you, I'm. You can't let Israel go, man. If you no, I wouldn't let them go completely, but we should 
severely cut funding and let them operate as their own sovereign country with knowing that America has their back militarily but not financially. Yeah, yeah. Because like you you said, they're a construct of the U.S. after World War II, so it's one of those things that we put them in that position and legitimized the country itself, even though a lot of Middle Eastern countries don't respect that legitimacy. But to that same effect, I mean, they're their own sovereign nation, and we shouldn't be basically subsidizing everything they do. That's why they have the best. That's why they have the best military in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best backing. I wish. Yeah, we would kind of use some of their tactics and things like that too. But that's another, again, another subject for in a future episode. Uh, okay. Did everybody answer theirs? Um, uh, let's see. I said, uh, I said yes, but don't like dictate how they should interact with people. You know, kind of let them work as they please. Yeah, they need to. They need to handle their own business over there. Yeah. But yeah, self determination. We should support them in what they do. Uh, should the military fly drones over foreign countries to gain intelligence and kill suspected terrorists? Pro- probably not. I feel like that's. I feel like that's a pretty illegal thing to do. And kind of like an overall dick move. Yeah, but they, well, they've asked us over there in most cases. Um, yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the catch twenty two. You know, you're working in conjunction with the other countries. They've asked for, they've asked for it in some cases. Mm-hmm. So you can't just say a complete yes or no. I mean, it would depend on the context. I yeah, ask. yeah, I'll, yeah. I'm just assuming that it's like we're gonna do this, and you know, y'all can't have any say in it. If it's that kind of thing, then, you know, don't do it. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, we need to we need to keep moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, should, should the U.S. conduct targeted airstrikes on Iran's nuclear weapons facilities? Mm. Uh, I'll say in the old vacuum, yes, but only if intelligence provides undeniable evidence they are making weapons. Yeah, I mean, if all the diplomatic options have been exhausted, then yeah. I mean, we have um, to go on our, our own intelligence or or Israel again, Israel's intelligence a lot of times because Iraq and Iran and all these countries we've seen in the past where we've gone and done airstrikes and bombs and things like that, and they end up you know saying, oh, you this is a a pill factory or this was a, a yeah. kid school. How did you, why did you do that? You know, and it's complete fabrication on their part. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. But go ahead, Josh. Um, I would say, uh, no, only after all diplomatic options have been exhausted. But even in that context, I think it should be more of a, it should be more of a UN kind of decision than it should be just America going in and conducting airstrikes. Okay. They should be working in conjunction with other countries. Right. Yeah. That's one of the reasons yeah. you know, that's one of the reasons America gets a bad rap is because we're considered the policemen of the world. Right. Uh keep it going. Do you support Obama's recent move to lift the trade and travel embargo on Cuba? Sure. Yeah, I'd yeah. I, I'm all for free travel and rain. I don't know exactly what Cuba I know it was tense there for a little while, but... Yeah. <laughs> tense. <laughs> That's a calm way of saying it. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, I think I don't know exactly what they could do. They're they're driving around and I mean the new nineteen eighty vehicles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. The new uh Fiero just came out in Cuba <laughs> lot. Um Good God, we just went through it. Should the US continue NSA surveillance on its allies? Nah. Yeah, no, spying on our that's the thing though, spying on our allies will severely damage our reputation, but yeah. in the same breath, other nations all other nations, even our allies, are surveilling us at the same time. I right. mean whether right. we want it to happen or not. I mean it's a fact that other countries spy on other countries. So Right. Yeah. I'll say one yeah, of those things that in a perfect world I would say no, spying on our right. allies will yeah. severely damage. Yeah. Everybody in agreement. I, I say yes. Yeah. Surveillance of foreign countries is essential to tracking potential terrorist threats, allies or not. Uh, all right, immigration. This is the Trump 16 section. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Should illegal immigrants be given access to government-subsidized health care? No. They are illegal. Le- legal immigrants, uh, I am completely uh on board with that but the uh the old IL in front of it kinda right. kinda kills it. Right. Josh Um uh, this is a hard one. Um I would say damn, I don't know. Well yeah. there you go. Very bottom. No the government should not subsidize health care. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um all right. Do you support stronger measures to increase our border security? Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. I'll say yeah. yes. Allow bordering states to manage their own own border security. Yeah. So I think there should be a national, you know, border. You know, obviously got the the border patrol and everything, uh, but also mm-hmm. allow if the individual states feel more secure by increasing security down on the borders, then by all means, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with no, make it easier for immigrants to access temporary work visas um, before, well, definitely before 9-11, but, I mean, in the early 20th century, you know, early 1900s, it's one of those things to where basically you just – they, there wasn't much of an immigration policy, per se. It was mm. more of a, you know, immigrants would come that are trying to be legalized into the country, would go through Ellis Island, of course, but over the borders, I mean, that was something that there was pretty much free travel. I mean, you might have to have one document, but it wasn't nearly to the degree that it is now. Yeah. And as a libertarian, I'm kind of for the free travel of people. So it's one of those things that I would say... I would say no, but in the same aspect, you can't have you can't have a a big um, welfare state and have open borders where there's no requirements for checking yeah. who is eligible for said benefits. Because I mean, it's a net negative, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I see you. Um, all right, we got to move on. Uh, yeah, we do. Should immigrants be to the U.S. be required to learn English? 
yes, and remove multilingual translations from government documents and services. First of all, the uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, now you. Well, I was just gonna say I was looking at the answers, and the third one is no. America has always been a melting pot of diversity. Well, true, but guess mm-hmm. what? They also acclimated themselves to the to society to improve themselves to become great Americans. They weren't they weren't always immigrants. They were they became Americans, and by becoming an American, you learned language. You learned. Mm-hmm. The rule, not the rules, but the you know, the norms of of society, and and functioned yeah. as one 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 country, one group. Yeah, yeah. You know, and when I, you're in Rome, you do as the Romans do. So I mean, right. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. okay. Um, I would go with uh, no. America has and always will be a melting pot of diversity, but in the same <laughs> aspect, I don't think that it should be a law that they require English, but I think that society in general without the laws should highly encourage English yeah. being spoken almost it, to the point of not shaming those that can't speak English, but highly encouraging them, you yeah. know what I mean? Trying not to not providing services that are, you know, multiple languages. I mean, granted, you're increasing, you know, your customer base if you do that as a private business. But then again, I mean, you're encouraging people not to have to learn English in order to interact. But then the people, the people that were coming over, you know, say in the the 30s and 40s or whatever, 20s, they knew that they were going to have to learn English. Yeah. Yeah. And now things are being tailored to them and not having to learn English, yeah. I mean, I know it's an old hack bit now for comedians, but the it's so annoying when you play. It's annoying enough that you you know have the computer that you when you dial a number, but now it's always you know for so and so press one. But it's good, but and then because it always comes up, at, you know, you know. Digamos en español. Presidente por español. I guess it wouldn't be press yet, they would it? That's pretty stupid. But anyway, yeah, press sixteen. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. sixty. I forget which one that is. Anyway, geez, uh, I said no, but remove the multilingual translation. You know, it's kind of like that. You know, that gun training kind of deal. You don't have to, you know, but you know, you probably should. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, should children of illegal immigrants be granted citizenship? I mean, uh, if they're born here. I mean, that's, on, yeah. that's in the Constitution, right? I think something like that. One of those things. Yeah, I understand that. But here's the, the problem. You've got illegals running across with their, water, with their water breaking. And I don't know if that – I mean, I know that's not – you know, they're they're running across the border – in the ninth month, you know, mm-hmm. last day of. Oh, here we go. Here's he's he's an American citizen. Give me the mm-hmm. let's go file for yeah. welfare and everything else. So, yeah. the, the yes, I understand. Maybe if the parents have been here for a certain number of days, possibly. I don't know if that's even a days. Well, months, yeah. years, whatever a specific you want to time do. period. Yeah. 
Yeah. Let's say they're here for one year, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how you're going to document that either. Yeah, true. I mean, if they're illegal, I mean, I mean, who knows? Right. That's the thing, though. I mean, they should have to, just because they were born here illegally, they should have to have to go through the same channels to acquire legal citizenship as the people that are legally waiting in their home country, waiting to become yeah. citizens right, of right. the U.S. So it's one of those things yeah. that they shouldn't be giving special preferences to those that are born here, but in that same aspect, I mean, it's, you know, it's hard to deny that if somebody's born here, they're not an American, so it's, yeah, it's a, it's a very difficult subject, so we might as well move on yeah. on that one. Yeah. Uh, should illegal immigrants be offered in-state tuition rates at public colleges within their residing state? Hell no. No. No way. Apparently, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Kansas, Maryland, Minnesota, Nebraska, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Oklahoma, Oregon, Texas, Utah, and Washington currently allow such situations. And you know what? What A lot lot of those states are those that are most in debt. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Even the Terminator couldn't save California. Yeah, (laughs) right. Come with me if you want to live or not. Yeah, I'll say no on uh, on that for sure. Yeah, just no, straight up. No other explanation. Yeah, I mean, not pay the know. same rate as that of students. No, they shouldn't be offered in state. Unless we want to add the uh, no, an illegal immigrant should be deported. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll change it. Uh, good good point out. Huh? Good point out there. I missed it. Should illegal immigrants working in the U.S. be granted temporary amnesty? Um, no. Yeah, I agree. No. Um, no mine, mine would be not, no fine companies that employ illegal immigrants, but that's another one that would involve more government intervention yeah. in business, so I would have to say no. Right. Well, that's yeah, another gonna... thing that I'm getting tired of hearing, too, is they're just working jobs that nobody else wants to work. Mm. <laughs> it's no sick of that. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, like putting up sheetrock and housing. There's no way other Americans would want to do that. Right. And to that same effect, there's recently become an illegal immigrant that has uh, graduated law school and become a lawyer in the state of Nevada. So obviously, <laughs> other Americans would very much like to be lawyers. Yeah. So it's one of those things that I can't imagine that he's taking a job away from lawyer from other lawyers just because he's a lawyer. But to that same effect, he is employing, he is being, he he is you know, he has developed a skill and is employed in a field that other Americans do wish to work in. So that, yeah, that argument doesn't carry much weight in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, shoot, does anybody want to work a job? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, yeah. I understand I, – I keep hearing – I hear a lot of New York show, people in New York based out of New York with, with their radio shows and podcasts, and it's kind of like they say, oh, if, you know, think about it. If you got rid of these illegals that are working for such low wages, think how high the prices would be for meals and stuff. I'm like, well, fine. If If you're not able to afford it doing it legally, then you should go out of business. Yeah. Yeah. You know? If the food's good enough, people will pay what they want to pay. You know, yeah. they'll, they'll pay it. If it's a good meal, people will pay hundred up to hundreds of dollars for a meal. 
I mean, yeah, you can look at the it. organic movement in the U.S. to that, you know, people are willing to pay more for organic. Right. Just like people would be willing to pay more for, you know, ethically grown chicken eggs and, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and legal services provided to, you know, actual residents, you know, legal job, you know. So, I mean, yeah, I, I'd pay more for legal uh, employees handling the food. Don't let these illegal immigrants handle my food. Those dirty Greeks. I know uh, you were thinking Mexican. You were thinking Mexican. Right, right. Should law enforcement be allowed to detain illegal immigrants for minor crimes so that federal immigration authorities can take custody of them? Uh, This is kind of hand in hand with that sanctuary city situation that's Mm -hmm. been going on where certain cities like, I guess, San Francisco and Chicago. I don't know if sanctuary or not. Yeah, they 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 don't hand over illegal even though they know that the people are illegal immigrants who have been arrested apparently for doing illegal things here. They don't hand them over to to ICE or to Customs Enforcement uh, for deportation. Um, they'll just release them back into the population. Mm. And we saw what happened with the immigrant who had been illegal immigrant, by the way, uh, who'd been released five times, or deported five times. Yes. And uh, apparently picked up a gun somewhere and shot some innocent girl just randomly. Apparently he was trying to shoot a sea lion someone was... Uh, I think what? The, yeah. A sea lion. Hold on. Let me... Let, y'all give your answers and I'll see if I can... Uh, you mean like a Yes Leo? Huh? Like a Yes Leo? Never mind. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Spanish. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hilarious. <laughs> God, it's late. Can we wrap this thing up? Jeez Louise. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Good grief. Mine would be just uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Turn. You know, all illegal immigrants should be turned over to the federal authorities and deported. Yeah. All right. Um. Go ahead. And, what's the next question? That's uh, it. Who's your favorite potential candidate for the presidential election? Oh, uh, where's T. Rump? Yeah, see, there it's, he is. see, see, it's varied for me. It just gives you different questions because yep. I had it last time, but now it's asking me um, if I'm the legal guardian of someone age six to sixteen in my household. So, oh, weird. Just yeah, that. yeah, it changes. Just another important question that should be added to this quiz. Should we come up with a consolidated question, or just do you want? Let's just show our results. How about that? Well, if you want, I would go with the president that I'm, or the candidate that I'm most in support of right now is Rand Paul. So that's right. fine. I'm Trump uh, 16, baby. And uh, Don T. Rump. <laughs> T. Rump. T. Rump. Um, did y'all mark how important these issues are to you as you were going? Um, no. Some of them. Honestly, a lot of, uh, for the majority, it's kind of like somewhat with everything. Yeah. But there were a couple that I did that did it, uh, move it. Um, Trey, go ahead and hit your show my results and see what you can. Oh, do I need to, do I need to do these, uh, answer a survey so. question? If any... You might want to uh, try okay. it, and if it doesn't allow it, then you might have to go back and do it. Okay, how many hours do you spend watching sporting events? Oh, good God. Like, let's see, like, 
to like I don't know, like ten maybe. Uh, I don't want to. I want to sound like a slob. <laughs> don't worry. You're okay. Too far already, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to put the real number. You know, a uh, hundred. Uh, <laughs> how often do you read sports articles? Who reads? Uh, once or twice a week, maybe. Okay, show my results. Here we go. Fifteen percent. Fifteen percent what? Uh, it's like loading or whatever. Oh. <laughs> like. Huh. Oh Jesus! Oh God! Oh my God! What are you oh like, my what? God! The truth shall set you free. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, so it's uh, let's see. I'll start. I'll start with my third candidate. Uh, number three is Marco Rubio, seventy-five percent. Yeah. Okay. Number two is uh Hillary Clinton, seventy-six percent, and uh, <laughs> number one is uh Barry Sanders. Oh, Bernie Sanders. Bernie, God. Are you serious? Yeah, Bernie Sanders. Whoever Bernie Sanders is. Interesting. He's the socialist candidate. That's a Democrat. <laughs> Democratic oh, God. socialist. Oh God, right. Josh, who is your candidate that you side with? Um, I go with Rand Paul, but I thought we were taking the quiz that showed your political affiliation. So I'm just going to go to show my results and see what it says. Yeah, yeah, I think oh, it kind of side you with. Oh, uh, there's a tab near the top that says News, Polls, Party, and President. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. it's it's throwing it up now. Boom! Got who I wanted. 83% Rand Paul. <laughs> um, 76% Mark Rubio. Jesus Christ. 74% Rick Santorum. I don't like that. Um, oh, God. 71% Ted Cruz. 66% Ben Carson. Um, I like I like Rand Paul. I'm not as big of a fan of Mark Rubio, but I support some of his policies. Ted Cruz, I like. Um, ben Carson, I like. Scott Walker, I like. So, yeah, Bernie Sanders, I'm only 52. Donald Trump, I'm 37. And Hillary Clinton, I'm 36. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right. Go for it, my man. Fine. My last place person is Martin O'Malley, whoever the hell that is. It's uh, the former governor of New York, if I remember. He's or maybe it was Massachusetts. I can't remember. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. 31%. Then our boy Bernie. Still the burn. Uh, uh, Hillary Clinton then Mr. T. Rump is 61% which he's actually he is a former Democrat isn't he? Yeah I'm sure. uh, Carly Fiorina 62% Ben Carson who I kind of like uh, Chris Christie I kind of go back and forth on Rick Perry he's growing with me 72% Lindsey Graham I'm not a huge fan of 74% oh, Scott Walker and Mike Huckabee are the same at 75. Uh, Mr. Bush, 78%. Rand Paul, 78%. Ted Cruz, 82%. Rick Santorum, 84%. Oh. The big winner, Marco Rubio and I, 91%. Uh, Dang. Economic, domestic, foreign, immigration, environmental, social, and educational issues, I agree. So, wait, is is it bad that... uh, I side with Bernie Sanders for economic things. Yes, oh, most definitely. Oh, okay. <laughs> most definitely, considering he's a very re- redistributionist and uh, uh, yeah, 
he offers a lot of quote-unquote free stuff, which I'm not a big fan of because people don't understand that free doesn't mean free. It means subsidized. Well, then, comrade. (laughs) That's communist, but... uh, Yeah, whatever. Close (laughs) enough. They're all the same. What about the parties? Did you guys click on that? Uh, Does it have a party option? Yeah. Ooh, this is interesting. President is the main one, or on the far right. Okay, see, I wasn't aware. Okay, okay, party. Hold on. Yep, 89% oh. libertarian. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. 77% constitution and 75% republican. Yeah. Uh, what do you do, the Mr. Bot- Mr. Communist? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I'm more communist than I thought I was. Good Lord. Uh, from bottom to top, I am uh, 68% republican, uh, 74% constitution party, uh, Socialist Party is tied with the Constitution Party. Uh, I'm 78% Green Party. I'm 79% Libertarian and 80% Democrat. So uh, to all those all those people who thought I was a, uh, including myself, uh, who thought <laughs> I was a uh, conservative, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> um, Right now, I am 92% Republican, 91% Constitution Party. I didn't even know that was such a thing. Yeah. Um, 80% Libertarian there, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Play yeah, that yeah. way a little bit. I don't know. Hey, man, maybe I can convince you a little bit more. <laughs> uh, 51% Democrat, 46 Green Party, and 37% Green 46% Party. Green Party, Jesus. Nobody <laughs> driving. Jeez Louise. <laughs> God, I don't know. I don't know. What are you driving your Hummers and eating? I don't know dinosaurs. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Well, that's uh, well, that's good that we're like you know, topping out with you know Democrat, Republican, and Libertarian. I yeah. Mean, what exactly be a good... is the Constitution Party? I didn't realize that was such a thing. They're like strict constitutionalists, I guess. Yeah, they're more fundamental yeah. constitutionalists. They believe in like original intent. More than you know the, more than the Constitution of the living document that's supposed to change yeah. with the times. I mean, they're more like yeah, they go according to what the founding fathers believed, and they're more of a faction of the Republican Party, no? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you scroll down a little bit, you can see uh, issue by okay. issue what party you side with, and some nice uh, pretty charts. Pretty charts. Pretty yeah. charts. Let's see. News. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it, it gives a good broad base and kind of yeah. lets everybody know what we were helped out. Yeah, absolutely. I don't really think we have a whole lot of time to get into anything else major, but let's yeah. talk about real quick. Uh, I know we all three saw the UFC pay-per-view last night. Mm-hmm. Dude, Ooh. that may have been... <laughs> I still think that might have been the biggest or best pay-per-view for UFC I've ever seen. Certainly the one I've ever seen from top to bottom. Yeah. I mean, despite the card changing, you know, know, almost last minute, it was still great. It didn't have, like, quite the star power that, like, a Silva Weidman fight would have, you know, but it was definitely solid, solid fights top to bottom. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't know if it was the best. Like I said, that Wyden and Silva fight just mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there was so much tell people and, were yeah. invested in that fight. God, mm-hmm. yeah. People were wanting to see Silva lose. People were wanting to see Weidman win. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really a fan of the uh, USA chance after the win, but, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I enjoyed seeing Silva get his cocky ass knocked out. Especially yeah, when he was, especially when he was goofing on him in the in the in the middle, you know, as he was getting knocked out, he was goofing and just left himself open, and yeah, right. Yeah, I think that may have, may have been the most emotional fight itself, but I think top to bottom, man, that that whole card, and like you said, Trey, that was to, from two weeks ago when that first was announced. It, you know, all that hype that they had gone around that world tour and everything, Aldo and McGregor and all the money UFC had pumped into that fight and that pay-per-view to have Aldo back out two weeks before the fight, they couldn't have expected any anything better than what they got last night. I mean, just unreal. Like I said, from top to bottom, the every, mm-hmm. every match, man, was... Uh, Every match had really had an exciting ending. It seemed like to me, just crazy. Like Lawler, that Lawler and McGregor, uh, Lawler and uh, Rory McDonald fight, man. Yeah, yeah. Holy cow! That was. Uh, I really thought Lawler was just about. He was wobbly need there. I think it was the third round or fourth round, and uh, I thought McDonald was about to finish him off, and then he he ended up kind of. Re- Recovering and ended up finishing McDonald himself. I mean, it was it was a great fight. Yeah, agreed. And for for McGregor to be able to go through, you know, I think I really think Mendez kind of did what everybody thought, and really McGregor had no he had no uh, counter for Mendez taking him to the ground anytime he wanted, basically. But he yeah. he he. <laughs> He withstood all those elbows and punches and everything, and and when he got his opportunity, he seized it and, and knocked Mendez out big time. Man, that was a it was it was very exciting. And, and like I said, those earlier matches were were strong in my opinion too for for mm-hmm. undercard. Um, yeah, I, I agree completely. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and uh, wrap it up for there. And uh, next week we'll we'll kind of collaborate with each other and kind of figure out what we want to do different topics we want to focus on for next week's show. Uh, everybody hit us up on, on Twitter, Facebook, and Google Plus at Gen XYZ Podcast. Uh, obviously give me a follow as well at the Real Dre on, on all all options of social media. Um, guys, what do you you want to throw um, out? Yeah, if you'd like to uh, yeah if you'd like to friend me on Facebook you can look me up, Joshua Neal. You can look me up on Twitter at J underscore Neeld, N-E-E-L-D, or you could look me up on Google Plus as J Neeld. And I uh, love some conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, find me on the Twitter at I am the real Trey. You know, retweet my tweets because I'm a retweet prostitute. Uh, <laughs> follow me on the Instagram for some stupid pictures. The real Trey, uh, Facebook Trey Hogarth, uh, PlayStation Network. You know, only got PS3. I'm sorry, I'm poor. Yeah, <laughs> the real Trey, and um, yeah, make sure you, everybody 
Oh, go ahead. What? I'm sorry. Uh, you could find my YouTube page, uh, GHFG Official. Yeah. Everybody retweet and, and like and share our, our links that we send yeah. out. And uh, just spread the word, man. I really want to get this show going as big as we can. And I think it's, like I've said, man, we've got we've got to spread the dialogue, share the dialogue with everybody, what we need to do, and just talk things out. This country's not dead, man, I'm telling you. We're, we're going to come back from this. There's been a lot of changes going on, but the only way we can get it is to allow free speech, let everybody talk talk out our differences and and we'll get things going back where it needs to be. Yeah. But uh on that note, yes I'll call tonight. Sounds Until good to me. Gen XYZ podcast signing out. Good night, gentlemen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.